And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Carry on my way, son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry. say i do love that intro music i do carry on my wayward son hey everybody welcome to episode three of lupa's bits i am your host lupa or you know some of you know me as stephanie but whatever (laughs) this is my alter ego now you may notice there's a little bit of um an echo and that is because i am coming to you from the pool at my sister's it is 88 degrees feels like 91 at 9:16 p.m so i decided i am going to take my happy little ass out into the pool now the pool is indoors but it's got two great big screen doors and skylights and no bugs so it's lovely now it's a little warmer than what i would prefer but my mom likes it warm and you know the rest of us just deal with it. So I am podcasting poolside just for you. <laughs> um, also, you know, there may have been a margarita or one margarita, margarita involved. Only one. I only had one. I was going to bring a margarita out to the pool with me, but I don't like to drink alone. And I also have a personal issue with drinking alone and swimming and drinking alone. So I don't. I'm a social drinker. I don't have a drinking problem, um, contrary to what some of my friends may think. Um, I don't drink when I'm at home. I have a drink or two when I'm at my sister's periodically. So I don't have a problem with alcohol. Um, Now, I understand that people who are bipolar should not drink alcohol. I haven't been officially diagnosed. I am not medicated as of yet. But there was a time when I did drink a lot. And my behavior, they say that you engage in risky and dangerous behavior, um, all of that kind of stuff. And my behavior is no different when I'm having a drink or six than it is when I am stone cold sober. I make the same bad choices and the same risky behavior, whether I've had some drinks or I am sober. That is all me. (laughs) Not the alcohol. Actually, you know, if truth be told, and you can ask any of the people that know me really, really, really well, they've seen me drink. And yeah, I'm laughing, I'm giggling, I'm having a good time. Like we'll be at a festival or something. I'll be dancing around the fire. And then there's like an internal switch that just shuts off. That's it. No more alcohol for you. And I will carry the same drink for like two hours. And then you'll see me with water. And as soon as you see me with water, you know it's within, I'd say, 20 minutes to a half an hour. I'm toddling my happy little ass off to bed. 
there's your risky behavior. Oh, by the way, uh, it's Canada Day while I'm recording this. So you might hear some pyrotechnics in the background because people are lighting them off in their backyard. Um, yeah, I did a TikTok earlier today and pretty much said, you know, happy Canada Day. Enjoy your, ooh, that's chilly. Enjoy your celebrations and have a good time. And if you're lighting off fireworks, don't burn your house down. Don't burn your neighbor's house down. Just, how about you don't? <laughs> if you live in a subdivision or like, you know, town or neighbors where, you know, you can wave at your neighbor and say, hey, how you doing? From your front porch and they can hear you just fine. You don't have to yell. Maybe you shouldn't be lighting fireworks off in your backyard. That is too close to your neighbors and your house. Um, but yeah, so you might hear the odd bang, kaboom, and some cheering. But, and <laughs> splashing, because, you know, I'm in the pool. Yes, I'm pausing because I'm replying to Dave. <laughs> I feel really good about myself lately. Um, I have lost probably since I've been at my sister's. Um, and I've been here about a month now. I'm going home Friday. Don't know for how long, but I am going home Friday. Uh, so I've been at my sister's for a month. And in that month, I have built some muscle. Um, and not just a little bit of muscle. I've built some substantial muscle. Like, I have some decent definition in my arms. I have what almost look like could be, at the very beginning stages of, abs. <laughs> like, the lines are there. They're not abs yet. They're not even close to maybe being abs. But they kind of look sort of maybe like they could be there. Oh, Skeeter, scram, would you? Um, definitely have more definition and strength in my legs. And I've dropped about 15 pounds since I've been here. I have not been this weight in a long time. Like, I feel confident and good enough to the point where I, for the first time since I was, I would say, 16, and actually lost my bikini, that's an interesting story. Um, I will tell you that in a minute. I'm wearing a two-piece comfortably. Now, I have a big scar on my stomach from my gallbladder surgery. But even that, like, that used to bother me. Uh, you know, I, I used to be afraid people would point and think it was ugly. And, ew, that's gross. Looks like a big wrinkly dead worm and blah. Because I had the, the surgery done the old-fashioned way where they made the incision. And then you had the drainage tube after. So I have a cute little dimple scar. Um, where the drainage tube was. And then this big wrinkly worm on my belly where the initial scar was. And I used to be very self-conscious about it. Um, but being here and doing the physical labor, willingly doing the physical labor, because I don't have to do anything when I come to my sister's. My sister does not expect me to do anything but visit with her and her husband and my mom and my niece and my nephew. I don't have to do anything. I willingly do things. I want to do them. And I feel good doing them. Um, 
Oh, Dave, I'm sorry. You're going to have a ton of ums to remove. My bad. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's been really good for my self-confidence because I'm doing things that I didn't... I mean, in the back of my mind, I didn't think I could do them, but I was going to try. And, you know, I figured I'd probably fail, but I did them. Like, there was... We had all these cinder blocks... And, um, my brother-in-law, get rid of him because he wants him gone. So we listed the monk Gigi and, um, a lady showed up. She wanted 20. Now she only took 10 the first time and then she came back the next morning and took the other 10. So we were loading them in the wheelbarrow and she was taking them up the hill. I'm like, okay, whatever. Not a big deal. And we get up there and she's like, okay, I can take two more. So I said, well, I'll, I'll go down and grab them. And, uh, I went down and I grabbed one in one arm, like one in one hand and one in the other hand, not like cradling them in my arms, but gripping them, you know, through the hole in my hands and carried them up. As I'm coming up, I can hear the girl talking to my sister and she's like, she brings those up one in each arm. And I come up and I just hold my hands up and I've got a cinder block from each, in each hand. Here you go. And that really surprised me that I could do that. And I mean, I was like lifting them like you would dumbbells, barbells, whatever those weight things that you lift. And I was seriously impressed because those things are probably 15 kilograms each, which I think is 35 pounds, maybe? Hold on. The guy that came and got 103 of them had figured out the weight of each. So, oh, I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose that. Okay. Well, anyway, they were heavy. My nephew weighs about 30 pounds, and they weighed more than my nephew. Ish. So, and I mean, I can pick my niece and my nephew up. My niece, who is 16, 17 pounds, she sits on one hip, and my nephew, who's 30 pounds, sits on the other hip. And I carry the two of them around. But I was seriously impressed. I was slinging shingles, like bundles of shingles at the dump. Um... I completely did the entire pool room from start to finish. I pressure washed it. I painted the walls. I painted the floor. Got it all cleaned up. Cleaned the pool. Vacuumed the pool. That was a satisfying job to, to complete that. To put the, the paint on the floor. It was great. It felt really, really good. So it's been really good for my self-confidence, which has led me to... Um, make some changes in my life and some realizations in my life about my health, about my mental state, my emotional state, where I want to be, where I want to go, and who I'm taking with me kind of thing. Um, or who I'm not taking with me. I mean, there isn't anything set in concrete, but, um, which, you know, I carried a whole bunch of concrete bags and they are 66 pounds each. Anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, so it's, it's led me to a lot of life realizations that certain parts of my life can no longer continue the way they are. 
um, I can no longer continue tolerating and um, accepting things the way they are because I am not happy. And I have a right to be happy. And I, I can't put my emotional and my mental happiness aside just because it's going to hurt somebody else. Because in the long run, it's not going to make them happy either. So, so yeah, it's been, um, it's been a journey being here at my sister's for a month. My sister and I, I think, have gotten a lot closer the month I've been here. Uh, she, I think she's gotten some self-confidence. We, her and I together have accomplished a lot of stuff that um, I don't think she thought we could. I, okay, I'm seriously trying not to drop <clears throat> my headphones into the pool. I honestly didn't think we would be able to do it. But I mean, her and I did four dump runs. And this is loading the trailer. Okay, first of all, we had to attach the trailer to the Santa Fe. Neither one of us have attached a trailer before. We figured it out. She was about to call my brother-in-law. Figured it out. Dropped that trailer on. Hooked it up. Hooked the lights up. Put the chains on. Put the lock on. Slapped the thing down. Away we went. Um, so up to this point, yes, I've been doing dump runs. Yes, I've been helping load the trailer. Up to this point, I have been helping tie everything down. Um, the general tarping of the trailer, you know, putting the tarp over, putting the bungee cords on, putting the ratchet straps on, making sure everything is secure, has been up to Kurt, my brother-in-law's brother. He's been here helping doing the renovations. And so he went home on last week on sa Saturday and it was left up to me and my sister. So, with my father's voice in my head, we loaded up the first run, which was a brush run. Um, and I mean, I had this trailer stacked pretty high. I was, I was not confident we weren't going to lose stuff as we were going down the road. <laughs> um, but I got her all up there, and I didn't tarp it. It was just, it was just branches and stuff. So I didn't feel the need to tarp it. I didn't think we would lose anything, but I, I strapped that puppy down. Trust me. I used, uh, one, two, three, four ratchet straps to hold that thing down. Oh yeah. It wasn't going anywhere unless the load shifted and the straps loosened, but you know, <laughs> it's amazing what willpower can do. So off we went to the dump, took that. And then we came back and gathered up all the garbage, the big mirror that was going um, and we, we managed to get this eight-foot, seven-foot mirror, seven feet tall, three feet wide mirror to the dump, into the dumpster without breaking it. How good are we? Um, loaded up the trailer with a load of shingles, because they're a different price at the, the dump, so it's, it's better if you go and just take a load of shingles instead of shingles and other household crap. So anyway, took a load of shingles and I mean, I filled up big garbage cans. If, any, if you've ever lifted shingles, you know, they're not light. 
Now these were old, moldy, covered in moss shingles. So they were even twice as heavy. And I mean, I filled up one, two, three garbage cans, like the big plastic garbage cans full of shingles, hoisted those puppies up into the trailer and then filled the trailer with the rest of the shingles. And me and my sister just hoofed them out of that trailer and hand-bombed them into the pile. And we were so proud of ourselves. Oh, it was a wonderful thing. And then we came back and we gathered up all the garbage. We took it. And my brother-in-law is so thrilled that now there is another even bigger pile of brush and garbage waiting for us to do more dump runs tomorrow. We would have done them today, but, you know, it's Canada Day and everything is closed. Well... Mostly everything is closed. So we're going to do it tomorrow, which, means, which is why I'm going home on Friday. I was going to go home tomorrow, but I've delayed it by a day until Friday. And I will probably be back in a week or two. Yeah. But that's for another podcast. When I have something concrete, I will share it with you. Until then, there you go. So yeah, it's Canada Day. Which, you know, if you don't know, is July 1st. Y'all are listening to this on the 2nd, so. Um, Canada Day is July. Wow, I have talked really fast because I have told you a lot of information in 16 minutes. I swear to God, I only had one small margarita. I need to slow down or I'm going to run out of things to tell you before, you know, I've given you a decent podcast. Okay, so let me see. Where was I? Oh, wait, it's Canada Day. Right, I found something I wanted to read. Uh, my friends and I used to get together, and we would meet up at the the um, fireworks and whatever, and we'd get together when this, this, now this is 20 years old, so, this is 20 years old this year, so it came out in 2000, and it went... You say viral. So I want to read it to you because it is Canada Day. And I am Canadian. And I know there's a couple of you out there right now that know exactly what I am going to read. I am going to change some of it um, to fit me. I'm going to change the name. But I know some of you out there going, I know what she's going to (laughs) do. Okay, so, hey, I am not a lumberjack or a fur trader. I don't live in an igloo or eat blubber or own a dog sled. I don't know Jimmy, Sally, or Susie from Canada, although I am certain they're really, really nice. I have a prime minister, not a president. I speak English and French, not American. And I pronounce it about, not a boot. I can proudly sew my country's flag on my backpack. I believe in peacekeeping, not policing, diversity, not assimilation, and that the beaver is a truly proud and noble animal. A toque is a hat. A Chesterfield is a couch. And it is pronounced Z, not Z, Z. Canada is the largest, second largest landmass, the first nation of hockey, and the best part of North America. My name is Lupa, and I am Canadian. Thank you. <laughs> and we used to recite that every year on Canada, on Canada Day, just because it's fun, and, you know, it's Canadian, it's as Canadian as Putin, or, you know, hockey, 
because most of the American teams are full of Canadians anyway. Sorry, pausing for some concern for a friend of a friend. Okay. But yes, I am Canadian. I am a proud, born and raised Canadian. I am a country girl, proud, born and raised in the country, not on a farm, in a small town. Um, I like dirt roads. I like farm fields. I like the smell of fresh cut grass. I like the smell of the forest after it rains. I feel claustrophobic in the city. I can't breathe in cement and concrete and steel. I can't. I need wide open spaces. I need fresh air. I need flowers and bumblebees and trees and grass and fields and dirt under my nails and dirt on my feet. I need jeans and overalls and backyard campfires, camping and gardens. I need all of that. I am a country girl. I am a Canadian country girl. Born and raised in southern Ontario, um, a little more northern southern Ontario than where I'm at right now. You can't get much. Well, you can. You can get a little more southern. There's St. Catharines. So you can get a little more southern than the southern Ontario that I'm in right now. But I was raised in a small town. And I lived in that small town since I was in grade 8. So 13, 14 years old, we moved from an even smaller town. Um, it didn't even have a grocery store. Well, it had a little grocery store when I was little. To a small town. And even now, like, I've lived in this small town since I was 14, and I'm 48, and it only has 17,000 people. So, small town girl, can't change me, won't change me. Small town girl. And yes, I like country music. I like all kinds of music. But... um for the most part, my go-to is country. I like country. I'm sorry if you don't like that. You don't have to listen to music with me. I will find people who enjoy listening to country music with me. And I have found people who enjoy listening to country music with me. And we talk about it and we enjoy it and we carry on. Um, but yeah, born and raised in Canada. And I love to travel. I love seeing new places. I love going to new places, and I want to do a lot more traveling. I want to see a lot more different places. I want to go to Ireland because I am Irish. I want to go to Ireland. I want to go to the Ukraine because that's where my biological father's family is from. That's where he was born. I still have family there that I've never met. That I'm not even sure if they know about me. Um, but I will always call Canada home. It is my home country. It has universal health care. <laughs> so, you know, I can have fairly decent teeth. I can have fairly decent health. And yeah, it's green. 
There's a lot of green here. I've been some places where there's very little green. I would like to, you know, see more of Canada. I haven't really, I haven't been outside of Ontario in Canada. I've seen a lot of the United States. Oh, my gosh. The States. I have seen so much of the United States. And I have only been in one province in my country. <laughs> That's Ontario. So, I'm an Ontario girl. Maybe that, Maybe I should say that. I'm an Ontario girl. I'm Canadian because I was born in Canada, but I'm an Ontario girl. I love Ontario. Out of all the provinces, I think Ontario, except for maybe the winter, has to be... I mean, we do get the full plethora of seasons. Now, our spring and our fall seems to have shortened. So, you know, we may only get... Well, at least up where I live, we only get like a week or two of really good spring weather and really good fall weather. Summer and winter are the two major seasons. And summer doesn't last near, nearly, nearly long enough. Like I was saying, it is, let's see, it is 9.40 at night. And it is 81, feels like 91. And there's a heat warning and 58% humidity. Ah, it's hot. Hot, hot, hot. Oh. Sorry, my mom sending me a message. She had something wrong with her foot, and it's really bugging her. So, texting is how she gets a hold of us. I will pause for a drink of water. Because I was thirsty. So, yeah. Um... And where I am right now, my sister's place, is southern, southern Ontario. They barely get winter here. Well, Mike, my friend Mike, you all know him from, uh, he used to podcast with me on MythBits. And then he did um, Dispatches from Shed Quarters. And now he's got one called The Three Nose with Jason Bashard. And um, he lives a couple of hours from here. And he calls this like the banana belt of Ontario. They don't get a whole lot of snow down here. I think my brother-in-law used the electric snow thrower, not a snow blower, an electric snow thrower, just to clear the walkway in the morning. Um, and like two hours later, the snow melted. <laughs> so they don't get a lot of snow down here, not like up where I live right now, where we get three feet in a day. Um, and that's a good day. So, yeah, I'm really curious to see how my little car is going to handle the snow. I'm going to make sure I get some good snow tires. But, yeah, I am a proud Canadian. I love living here. I love my country. I love the people here for the most part. I mean, everybody, every place has their fringe element and has their bad, I'm not going to get political, but has their bad politicians and their bad government but you know what i'm still happy to be canadian live in a country with diversity i'm not getting political i know i got political i was told i got political last podcast and i'm not going to apologize for it if you don't like my opinion you don't have to listen to me um unfortunately the person who didn't like my opinion actually does have to listen to me but uh 
okay, I completely lost my train of thought because, you know, butterfly. Anyway, I'm not going to get political this week. I'm not going to get ranty because I realized the first two podcasts that I did were kind of ranty. Um, yeah, so I wasn't going to do that this time. Oh, yeah, there was a story I was going to tell you. I was going to tell you about something. Well, shit. I don't remember what it was now. It was kind of funny. It really was. It was kind of funny. I don't remember what it was. Oh, just gone. That's what getting old does to you. Your brain fart and lose half what you're thinking. Train thought. Gone. <sighs> but yeah, I'm podcasting from the pool because I can. And it's hot. And it's Canada Day. And I know there's going to be at least one person listening. Probably two, but definitely one, because he already told me he's jealous. But I'm in the pool. So, yes, Mike, the pool is lovely. Loverly, loverly, loverly. <laughs> and no, I'm not sorry, dude. Not at all. <laughs> oh, you love me. I'm surprised, you know, really, and quite honestly and truly, the, some of the things that I say and do to my friends... I am surprised that they are my friends. But that's the thing with me. If I pick on you, if I tease you, um, if I joke around with you, um, it means I like you. And all my, my, my kids all knew this. All their friends knew this. My kids told their friends, you're coming to my house. If my mom calls you a butthead or she yells at you, or she lectures you, she likes you. She picks on you, she likes you. If she's really nice to you, you might not want to come back because that means Ma doesn't like you. And that's true. It is. I mean, I am a nice, polite person um, to strangers until I get to know you. And if I continue to be a nice and polite person to you, and I don't tease you or joke with you at least once, in our conversation, I don't like you. And you might want to think about why. Because I am a fairly decent person to get along with. I can tolerate a lot. Um, I've had disagreements with my friends over some pretty big things. And it hasn't affected our friendship. Like I said last week, it hasn't affected our friendships at all. In the slightest. So if I stop, if I'm really nice and polite to you, or I stop being your friend, you might want to sit back and think about that. Think about why I am no longer your friend. Or if you see me stop associating with somebody. Because that happened. Um, I was really good friends with this one person. And we went everywhere together, did everything together. She was my best friend, my sister, my best friend. And then we stopped hanging out. Just stopped hanging out. Now, there was rumors spread, and not by her, but by somebody associated to her. I don't know if by her. I have proof. But I know for a fact that the person associated with her said a lot of baloney. Um, nobody asked me. What happened? Why are you two suddenly... Whoop, skeeter! 
Why are you two suddenly not friends? They chose to believe what was being spread, what was being said. Now, I went to a few key people and said, you know what, if you hear any of this, let me know. And I will straighten you out with the truth. And it's years later, and people are now kind of going, okay, you know, maybe there was more to this story. And I don't care, really. I don't. I don't care. It's in the past. Yes, I am still a little bitter because I put a lot into that friendship. I did a lot for that friendship. And to be turned on like that so quickly with no... To this day, I still have no idea what happened. None. Whatsoever. One minute we're friends, the next minute... She's mad at me for something again. And I, I, I don't know. Don't know. Don't know. I would like to know. Probably one day I would like to know why. But whatever. Whatever. I weeded out. During that whole time, too, um, I had a very large, extensive circle of friends. They're really, and, and, and I don't think I'm bragging or, you know, trying to make myself sound important because I'm not. I'm just stating fact. And you can ask people who have known me for 10, 15 years, they will tell you. There wasn't really a place that I could go in Ontario, an event within my spiritual community that somebody hadn't heard my name, at least heard of me may not have met me, but heard of me and the group that I ran with. We were, for lack of a better word, we were notorious. <laughs> we were troublemakers, respectful troublemakers, but we were troublemakers. Um, people saw us coming and they're like, oh no, here comes trouble. This is going to be fun. We brought the fun. We actually got asked... Um, Misha, Dana, and I got asked at, uh, I think it was, it was Kaleidoscope. Yeah, it was Kaleidoscope up at Whispering Pines in Ottawa. Um, we got asked if we were hired by the festival to be a traveling comedic show, to just walk around and entertain people at their campsites and, and, you know, on the paths in between the fires and the events and stuff. And, oh yeah, we died laughing. Like, no, but we should be. <laughs> we should be. There was one festival that was going to build us um, a penalty box and put us in the penalty box we, and call it the heckler's box because we were heckling. We, we, we heckled a lot. We heckled everything because we could. I mean, we, like I said, we were, we were, we were respectful in it, um, but we had a lot of fun. We, just, we had fun. And we brought fun and, and we made people laugh because we were laughing. And people hung out at our campsite because it was a fun place to be. It was comfortable. It was relaxed. But after that whole incident went down, um, I tightened my circle really, really, really quickly. 
And it went from, I have a million friends, a hundred friends, to I have a hundred acquaintances that know who I am. I have five friends. Oh yeah, I took it down that small. That small. Now, over the years, I have slowly started bringing more and more people in and um, reconnecting with people from the before the incident that I associated with and that I hung out with and that I talked with. And actually, some of the friendships now are better than they were back then. Um, stronger. We've connected more. We've talked more. We've, we haven't, we've hung out once, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so what I thought was a seriously traumatic time in my life. And I thought I had lost an entire spiritual community of people that I cared about, um, was actually a very good thing for me because it made me see a lot of people for who they were and that a lot of times things that people say, they're just paying lip service. They aren't willing to back up their words or um, step into the roles that they're supposed to be um, what I'm looking for. The roles that they were given within the community as guide, guide as leaders, as, as um, those to who give guidance, as um, elders even. And to watch them shirk those duties when I was in need. Yeah, yeah, you know, a little bitter, a little bitter but a lot better because I stood on my own two feet. I figured out it all, all on my own where I'm supposed to be, where I'm supposed to go. And lately I've been having, um, I don't know if you'd call it a spiritual reawakening more as a spiritual rediscovering. Um, I have tried I have been involved in and I have followed a lot of different spiritual paths. When I was, um, I was, when I was born, I was born into a Ukrainian Roman Catholic family. I was also very, very sick when I was born. So my Baba, my grandmother came to the hospital and she brought the priest with her, had me baptized, and then had him read me my final rites. So according to the Catholic religion, I am good to go. Cleared for takeoff. <laughs> and then when my mom married my stepdad, who is my brother and my sister's dad, um, she converted to the Anglican church because my dad was Anglican. And so I grew up in the Anglican church, which is basically, okay, I'm probably going to get some hate mail for this, but basically watered down Catholicism with the ability to divorce. 
So, and then that's exactly why the Anglican Church was created. Because Henry VIII was getting tired of killing his wives. He wasn't allowed to kill any more of them. He couldn't put any more of them in the Tower of London. He had to do something. So he created the Anglican Church so he could start to divorce them. Because none of them was given him a son. Gosh, I'm glad those times are over. But I had an heir and a spare, so I'm good. Anyway. Uh, so I was, I was raised my formative years in the Anglican Church. And when I turned... 13, I think it was, you have the option of being um, youth leader, which means you lead one of the Sunday school classes. I think there were six Sunday school classes that ran every Sunday while all the adults were upstairs doing church service. As teenagers, we're downstairs teaching the younger children Sunday school. And then um, the final... 20 minutes, half an hour, I think, of service, we would all parade upstairs and find our respective parents, and then we would do Holy Communion as, it was communal, Holy Communion, so we would all line up, and we would go up, and we'd get the wafer, and we'd get the wine, and we you know, we would do communal confession, and then there would be um, community luncheon downstairs, so that was church, and that was every Sunday, every Sunday. And it was good. It was good. Um, I don't know how this ended up getting onto a spiritual, my spirituality conversation, my spiritual journey. We're not going to get into it really much because I've already talked to you off for 40 minutes. But just, I'll probably touch on it again. I might go more if you want to know my spiritual journey and where I'm at, and where I'm, I'm, what I'm doing. I no longer call myself, like I'm not Christian, I'm not, I'm not calling myself Christian, I'm not calling myself pagan, I'm not calling myself anything. I have a personal connection to the divine myself. My own, it's my own personal connection. I believe in a higher power. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. There's, there's no question in my mind. I believe in a higher power. Um, I believe in the duality of a higher power, the balance. I need balance in my life, so I believe in the balance of divinity, masculine and feminine, mother, father, male, female, whatever. Dark, light, balance. You can't have one without the other. Um, but my, my, my path has been set for quite a while. I've been on a specific path for twenty years, more than twenty years. Um, solitary for a lot of those years. It's only really the last um, eighteen years that it's been um, community-oriented. It's been um, large group celebrations, for lack of a non-offending word. Um, yeah, so for mo most, yeah, 
yeah, we'll go with that. So it's only been like 18 years that I've actually interacted with other people. And priests and priestesses being taught my path. And your path changes. Your spiritual beliefs change. I mean, not your core beliefs. Not the... the heart of your beliefs but all of the systems around those beliefs change how you believe what you believe why well maybe not what you believe but why you believe in what you believe change because life throws things at you that makes you question everything and you're supposed to question everything we were given free will for a reason. And no matter what path that you take, you know, whether it's a Christian path, you're given free will, you can make the right choice, you make the wrong choice. It's still your choice to make. You choose a pagan path, do what you will and harm none. That is still your choice to make. How you make those choices change. Why you make those choices change. And then you question some of the choices you've made. You question things that have happened in your life and you wonder, okay, did I make the wrong choice here? Is that why this happened? And your spirituality changes. It has to change. Because as you grow as a person, everything grows. Everything changes. It has to. Nothing can stay the same. If you have changed as a person, if you have grown and expanded and and learned as a person as a human being then every other aspect in your life your emotional your mental your spiritual is going to grow and expand and learn right along with you if it doesn't that creates the imbalance that creates a problem and you become stubborn and stagnant in whatever aspect it is that is that you are not allowing to grow and change and for me lately it's been my spirituality um there have been certain truths that have been glaringly obvious and that i've been ignoring um then it's going to come out i believe in god i do i believe in god he is um i believe there is more than just god but I do believe in God and he, it, it, whenever I am praying, which for the spiritual path that I'm on, um, we don't necessarily pray as like you would when you go to church, you bow your head, you clasp your hands, you know, dear Lord, blah, blah, blah. But I do that. I've always done that. It's always been something that I've done car sliding on ice which happens a lot that's the first thought that pops into my head oh my god please please god get me through this get me through this just get me through this so that has become glaringly obvious to me lately that no matter what path i'm going to walk that is still always going to be part of who i am it was how i was raised it was what i in my formative years when i was being taught spirituality that's what I was being taught. That is what is ingrained into me.
I was introduced to the goddess aspect of it at a later part in life. And it made a lot of sense to me. And it still does make a lot of sense to me. Sorry, I thought I heard somebody. Um, so I don't know what you would call me now. I don't know. I don't know what I am, where I fit. And I don't honestly think it matters. Because your relationship with whatever it is you want to call that higher power is your business. It's your personal relationship. So it's my personal relationship. And once I accepted that, which actually, to be quite honest with you, was only about a week ago, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I went somewhere with my mom to do something, which is private and personal. And there's only one other person that knows, and I'm going to keep it that way. So don't ask. Um, to get some clarification. And holy crap. Yeah. When I, told, when I make jokes about, you know, they need to be slapped with the universal clue by four. <laughs> that thing hurts. I just got to say. I got slapped with the universal clue by four, and it hurts. Uh, opens your eyes. really, really does. So I don't know where I fit right now. Um, it could be that I could go to my spiritual events that I used to and be like, oh, my gosh, I'm home. I feel so much better. This is where I belong. It could be I could go down the road to St. Andrew's and attend a Sunday service and sing all the songs because I know all the songs and recite all the, pas the, the passages and the scripture because I know them and walk out of that church and be like, yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be. But I can honestly tell you I don't feel a connection to, my, to divinity inside a building. I need to have my feet on the ground, I need to be in nature. <laughs> the thought that just popped into my head, the line that just popped into my head, what God created. <laughs> anyway, or Mother Nature, depends on which route you want to take. I, when I communicate with my spiritual side, I have to be outside. Or it has to be pitch black dark. I don't like seeing walls around me. I like to try and transcend past those walls and connect with the energy around me. And that's another thing. Like I've learned a lot of things on this spiritual path regarding energy work and working magical workings, working with the flow of energy, working with magic and, you know, even connecting with the other side with the dead which I can do um, people I have you can ask I, there are people that have seen me do it and I'm accurate I say things that only them and the other person would know there's no absolutely no way that they would know that I could know what they what I've said and a lot of that's why I'm saying I don't know where I fit because I have conflicting beliefs. So 
I might just sit over here and create my own relationship with divinity and just go with that and not put a label on it because there's labels on everything everything labels on everything but you know there's labels on everything for a reason because some idiot thought it was a good idea to put a hair dryer in a bathtub that's why it says do not submerge in water again I digress But I hope you all had a good Canada Day, all my Canadian listeners, which I think are two. Because I think I only have three listeners. <laughs> but I love you all. No, I have more listeners than three, and I really do, I joke about it, but I really do appreciate every single person who takes time out of their day to listen to however many minutes, you know, sometimes it's 37 minutes, sometimes it's 45 minutes, sometimes it is, where are we now? 52 minutes of me blathering on about whatever. And I mean, it's not just here that I appreciate it. I appreciate it over on my other podcast on MythBits as well. And I feel very honored and very blessed that I have been given the opportunity to have both podcasts. And I pretty much have free reign over both. Um, I'm a little more limited. Not really limited, but I limit myself on what I am willing to talk about, what I am willing to delve into on the world of Mythbits than I am over here. Over here, you are getting raw, unfiltered. This is me. Um, Sometimes I may pause and think about what I'm going to say before I say it because I don't really want to offend anybody. And if I do happen to offend somebody, I am terribly sorry. Unless I am stating my opinion and if that offends you, okay. Sorry. See ya. (laughs) Because I'm not going to change my beliefs. I'm not going to change the way I feel or how I think to make somebody else happy. I have spent far too long doing that. I know who I am. I know what I want. I know what I want to do with my life. I know where I want to go with my life. At 48 years old, yes, I have figured that out a little late. But my babies are grown, my grandbabies are growing, and it's time that I lived my life and thought about what I want out of it, not putting all of that aside and focusing on what somebody else wants. Because... That's not working anymore. So, okay. All right, 54 minutes. Um, Probably going to be cold down a little bit because there's some stuff that needs to be taken out, but that's okay. No podcast is perfect. I have never put out a perfect podcast yet. I'm pretty sure if I sent Dave an absolutely perfect podcast where he did wow, say that five times fast, where he didn't have to edit out about 500 ums and, uh, oh, hold on, I have to answer this message or some pause because my brain has shut off. I seriously think he might have me committed because he would know something was definitely wrong or he would call the police because I've been abducted because I don't send the poor man perfect podcasts (laughs) ever. (laughs) But you know, there's a little bit of method behind my madness. It guarantees he has to at least listen to it. 
he can't just let it run in the background and not pay attention. He actually has to listen to what I have to say. And he says he enjoys them. I hope he does. I hope you all do. I really do. Um, but this, this, this particular podcast, Lupa's, Lupa's Bits, I think this is more for me to talk about what's going on in my life, to work things out, to share with you a side of me that most of you probably won't get to see in person because of geography or whatever. Um, this is a more personal side to me than what you would see over on the world of Mythbits. Now, I'm not saying that I'm fake over there. That is just a different side of me. Like all of the sides that you're seeing are all of me. Just not everybody gets to see all of the sides all at once. There are a select few who know the complete. Well, I can't really say complete because I'm not complete yet. I am a work in progress. But there are very, very, very few, I uh, could probably count on one hand, who know absolutely all of me. The good, the bad, the ugly, um, the neurotic, the paranoid, <laughs> the slightly crazy, okay, the really crazy, um, the throw your phone and break a windshield <laughs> side of me. Um, yeah, I think, oh, not even count on one hand, less than a whole hand full of people know that complete and total me. So this kind of gives you a little more, a little, a little, see, there's one of those, those gaps that Dave's going to have to remove. Um, this lets you see a little more personal side of me, the, sometimes the fun side, sometimes the ranty side. Sometimes I'm getting up on this soapbox and you best not take me down till I'm done, side. Um, yeah, so I hope you guys are enjoying it. I hope that you continue to listen and follow me on my journey to wherever this is going to lead me because I have no idea. Um, I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing. I just know I need to do something different so okay this has been almost an hour now <laughs> pretty sure if i space it out for another two minutes it will be an hour um i don't want to bore you all the tears so i will catch you all next week and have a great week uh somewhere in between now and the next podcast is going to be july 4th so happy Independence Day to all my American listeners. I hope you have a great time. Stay safe. If you're going to do fireworks, like I told my Canadian listeners, don't burn your house down. Don't burn your neighbor's house down. Do not set yourself on fire. Holding the firework looks great in the movies. Don't try it in real life. Okay, I'm out of here, everybody. Catch y'all later. Bye. There'll be peace when you are done Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry, Don't you cry.